Manx Radio Sport. A very good evening and welcome to what is the final Friday Sport Preview of 2023. Rob Pritchard and the team with you here for the final time this calendar year. Looking ahead to the sporting action this weekend. So, coming up tonight... Will it be third time lucky to decide the second side to contest this year's Railway Cup final? The remaining semi-final and some crucial relegation battles in the Premier League awaiting the latest Manx football fixtures. Another big chance for Douglas on Merseyside this weekend ahead of Christmas, whilst the latest instalment of the Manx Shield awaits in the South on Saturday in rugby. And two of the Alabama's national hockey sides are in action tomorrow in the England Hockey Knockout Championships. That is all to come this evening. How time flies. Welcome to the final Friday Sport Preview of 2023 and what a 12 months it has been. But still plenty of sporting action going ahead this weekend ahead of Christmas coming up very, very soon indeed. Let's take a look at the footballing side of things going into the weekend and plenty of standout fixtures to talk about. And with me, as always, to go through them is Tony Meppham. Tony, very good evening to you. Good evening, Rob, and uh, weather conditions are a little bit better on a Friday night than we've been used to, so uh, that's good news, and uh, hopefully tomorrow full programme. Absolutely. Well, let's take a look at that programme for Saturday and Sunday, starting with Saturday. And uh, before we get to the league fixtures taking place, hopefully third time is the charm for the second Plum Properties Railway Cup semi-final. Already postponed twice due to the weather conditions in recent weeks, Air United versus St Mary's. And Tony, there was originally a call to have this game put on at the Bowl, which is, of course, the home of St Mary's, just to make sure it went ahead if there was any more inclement weather. But... We've been able to revert the fixture. The Isle of Man FA has been able to revert the fixture back to Air United this weekend. Yeah, it was uh, discussed last weekend because we knew that um, we're struggling with the weather at the moment. And um, certainly with uh, Air United's pitch up there, it's pretty good. But it was uh, struggling a little bit. But uh, with the way the weather's gone this week, they just said, can we move it back? And it's in their hands uh, because we have to indicate to them at lunchtime today uh, we've got the ball on back up if there is a monsoon that comes in uh, tonight but fingers crossed that's not going to happen uh, but yeah this game has uh, come back to Air United one fifteen kickoff, and uh, let's get the job done so we know where we're going on Boxing Day Absolutely well taking a look at that match Air United and St Mary's Air United 4-1 winners at the ball against St Mary's in the league recently a game which you covered yourself personally so is it still in Air United's hands with that great league run or are St Mary's going to look at this and think league form goes out the window, we've got every chance here? Yeah, I think it's uh, league form goes right out the window and uh, you can see with uh, Air United, I'm not saying uh, you know that the pitch, I know it's their home pitch, but the size of it and what they can get out of it um, with the big long throws because it's narrow uh, will help them a little bit. But I watched that game at the bowl and I think St Mary's will take a lot from that first half but it's the second half they sort of, I wouldn't say crumbled, but it didn't happen for them. And I think uh, Alex Harrison will get that right. I don't know what his uh, team information is, but I've got a little bit of team information uh, for Air United. And Jamie Callister, who's instrumental at that back for them, won't be available. So that's going to make it a little bit uh, easier for St Mary's to try and break down. Uh, but I'm just looking at the league tables. There's not a lot to choose from. I know there's a few points in it, but I'm still going to go for the league leaders and, uh, sorry, the joint league leaders, Air United, to take the victory. 
Yeah, Peel just top ahead of Air United on goal difference at the moment. Air United with two games in hand on Peel, who've played 13. Let's yeah. take a look at the Canada Life Men's Premier League. All league games tomorrow scheduled to kick off at 2 o'clock. We'll uh, do two together on this one because there's two yeah. very big games toward the bottom of the table involving the bottom four sides. Braddon, they'll be hosting Union Mills and St George's over at Glen Crutchery Road are going to be hosting Moran and points are so valuable in such a, a tight section of teams at the bottom of that table at the moment. Yeah, it really is. And uh, Union Mills have uh, sort of come into that pack at the bottom. Uh, they've dropped, I wouldn't say alarmingly, because the performances uh, have been pretty good. They just haven't been able to uh, get the goals to get the points. But uh, Braddon, again, um, you know, they're finding it tough going. So I'm going to go for Union Mills to win this one. I think uh, Paul Guyver's team knows how important it is. Uh, but uh, Braddon have got talented young players in there. And if they can uh, sort of get it together and hold their nerve, then they might be able to win it. But go for Mills. So George's and Moran, as we expected, a lot of FC Alaman players will play tomorrow. Uh, ben Wilkinson there uh, comes in. Jacob Crook comes in. Uh, Sean Quay, I know he's not FC Alaman, but Sean's a superb player. He plays. And welcome back, Chris Bass. He's in the squad there tomorrow. So that's great news, not only for... St George's but great news for us all because I think uh, Chris is one of our favourites and he's had a long term injury he's uh, done and dusted and he will start tomorrow so I think um, you know David Boo's team are going to find it a little bit tougher tomorrow against St George's and that's why I go for St George's to win Very well and two other games taking place in the Canada Life Men's Premier League tomorrow um, one up at Glen Road here this could be potentially intriguing given the home side's home form Laxey up against Ramsey yeah and I think it um, you know this is going to make for a really good game but uh, I've seen Laxey's squad availability and I think they're pretty well full strength um, from what I can see so a little bit of dilemma for Johnny Palmer tonight to have a little look what is going to be his best uh, starting lineup uh, but uh, Ramsey you know the team's uh, going well they're still third in the league uh, they're a little bit uh, sort of struggling up front at the moment with goals, but hopefully that'll come uh, uh, right for them. Uh, but I'm going to go for Laxey because Laxey were expected, weren't they, to be in the Railway Cup. They haven't made it this year, and I think um, tomorrow they'll just sneak the points away from Ramsey. And Ramsey, if they if they did win, they'd actually go to within two points of the current joint league leaders, Air United and uh, Peel. So those are the, and the other games, I should say, in the Canada Life Men's Premier League. is a bit of a Bala Fletcher derby. Really not too far to travel for either side with this one, is the Doug, uh, Corinthians at home to Douglas Royal. Yeah, and the pitch will be uh, fine. It, um, it's just one of those that uh, when there's a bit of rain coming down, it sits there and then it disperses. Uh, so we'll get it vertigrade uh, after New Year. Uh, but uh, against Douglas Royal, it's a local derby and it's always a battle. Uh, Michael Fitzmaurice uh, team will be looking to take the points away from them. Corinthians have an awful lot of quality available tomorrow. Um, well done, Ben. Qualto, uh, see who's going to pick out of that one. And I know he's one or two players missing, but every year uh, sort of one that plays for FC Alaman can play tomorrow uh, because they haven't reached that criteria of 11 games. So um, I don't, I haven't got any team news, but I'm uh, certain that Ben will pick the players who normally play if they're available. But I know there's one or two, not tomorrow, but I'll go for Corinthians to win. Very well, then we take a look at DPS Limited, Division 2, an opportunity for some of those promotion-chasing sides right in the mix, the likes of uh, Castletown, Colby, Michael, Onken, to try and maybe make up some ground on Foxdale who don't have a game this weekend. So, Tony, talk us through these five fixtures in DPS Limited, Division 2. Yeah, Castletown against Douglas and District, um, you have to go with uh, Castletown, the second in the league, played 11, 26 points, as where D&D are in ninth position, so I think Castletown will be too strong. Onken against uh, Malou. It's always uh, a good game up at the stadium. I love that ground. I know it might be a little bit soft there tomorrow, but I always uh, like playing at the stadium. So you've got to go with Onken to win that one. Governor's Athletic against Ramsey Centre and Old Boys. Um, this is at uh, Colby. 
Governor's Athletic are playing really well. I'm going to go for a draw in this one, Rob. Uh, Michael against uh, Jim's. Michael still pushing at the top of the table. They've got to keep winning. Michael to win. And Colby against Douglas High School Old Boys. They've got to be careful of this one, Colby, because Douglas High School Old Boys have started creeping up the table, but they're still points behind. Colby to win, though. Douglas High School Boys beat Castletown in the last game as well. Uh, yep. No mean feat in DPS Limited uh, Division 2. OK, looking into the combination leagues that start with Canada Life Combination 1. Five games there this weekend. There is, and uh, Co- uh, Union Mills against uh, Braddon. Uh, I'm going to go for Union Mills to take victory in that. Uh, Ramsey against uh, Laxey. Ramsey really pushing at the top of the table here. St Mary's all the way. They've got two games in hand. If they won them, they go top. Uh, so I'm going to go for Ramsey to take the uh, victory. Uh, Russian against Air. Russian flying last week. It's a real strong team there. I think it was just a blip at the start of the season for them. I've done a bit of calculation on it, Rob. And, um, you know, if they can beat St Mary's again and uh, pick up another win then and win all the games, they've got a chance of winning this league. So I'm going to go for Russian. Uh, Peel against uh, St Mary's. St Mary's will be too strong. St Mary's take victory. And uh, Douglas Royal against uh, Corinthians. I think uh, Corinthians young lads are gathering a bit of momentum here. So I'm going to go for Corinthians. And last but certainly not least on Saturday, we have five games in DPS Limited Combination 2. Yeah, and it's uh, a good uh, battle going on in uh, Combination 2 as well. Douglas and District against uh, Castletown. Castletown to win. Uh, Malou against uh, Onken. I'll go with Onken to take victory. Uh, Ramsey U Centre against Governors. Definitely Ramsey U Centre. Jim's, <coughs> excuse me, Jim's against Michael. Go for Jim's. Just and Old Boys against Colby. I'm going to go for Old Boys. And then into Sunday, we have a double header of fixtures in the Canada Life Women's Floodlit Cup. Once again, we have a, a, a Southern Derby, really. Malou versus Castletown. That'll be the 10 past two kickoff at the ball. And then straight after at 20 to four is the big one again. Corinthians <coughs> versus Peel. And uh, Corinthians, of course, um, dominant in recent years. But uh, Peel got one over on them already this season. Yeah, I didn't want you uh, to uh, get too much momentum there because we've lost both these games now. Um, the problem is, and we accept that, there was no fixtures down for the 17th. Um, Castletown couldn't field a team because of works dues. Peel against uh, Corinthians, they have the same situation. So we've had to honour it because we didn't have any fixtures on. So those two games have gone. Very well. Well, uh, just looking back on uh, Saturday's fixtures very quickly, you've alluded to it already, I think particularly when you talked about the St George's Moran game, yep. the FC Alaman players. Now, of course, FC Alaman, they don't have a game now this weekend. That was postponed due to uh, their opponents who were due to visit the island this weekend, Rams Bottom United, their commitments in the FA Vars this weekend. So, although we don't have all the team news across the board, I guess, you know, how... How much of an impact could that have on these fixtures this weekend if those players from FC Alaman are eligible and are available to play? Yeah, It's going to have a massive impact because, you know, when you look at Corinthians' last game, they got beat 7-0 by Peel. Um, you know, Peel are a really good side. Um, so I would think that uh, Ben Qualtrough will bring in one or two players. But, you know, when you look at uh, Ramsey, you've got Jamie Corlett who will uh, come back in. You've got Charlie Higgins who will probably come back in. So that helps them. Um, Laxey, um, Tina Garvey. He's played before when they haven't played. And, and this is a difficult situation. And um, I'm going to be honest on it. It's it's hard to take for the clubs who haven't got any players who are expecting to have a closer game. And then suddenly when you look at St. George's and Moran, when you're bringing people like Ben in and uh, Ben Wilkinson and uh, uh, Jacob Crook and uh, the other two, they don't play for FC Man. Um, it does change it a little bit and it gives a, a massive discussion point, but it is what it is. The criteria was put in place of how many games the players had to play by the clubs and um, so a lot of those players won't meet that criteria, so they're allowed to play. 
it's a debate that <clears throat> has rumbled on since FC Alaban's exactly. inception with um, different views on differing sides and it uh, will likely be the case you would think uh, going into the immediate term and I'm going to ask you this question again. I've been asking you week after week after week. And just in case anyone's missed it, just for clarity, should tomorrow's Plum Properties Railway Cup semi-final go ahead? Does the plan remain to have the Railway Cup final take place on Boxing Day? Definitely. We've got the bowlers back up tomorrow. So if there is a problem, we'll move it to the bowl. Um, You know, I spoke to Air United about that. And, um, you know, I understand the point uh, that they want to play on the home ground. But, yeah, we're going to play it on Boxing Day. Wonderful, Tony. Thank you very much. And we'll be catching up with you again tomorrow. Manx Radio Sport. Well, this weekend sees the final Manx rugby action of the calendar year with still plenty of points and pride at stake going towards the turn of the year. Douglas will be eyeing success as they travel to Merseyside in the Regional 2 Northwest tomorrow. Meanwhile, the Ravenscroft Bank Shield continues down in the south of the island. Our rugby correspondent Dave Christian rates Douglas's chances of a result tomorrow and what Saturday's sole local fixture has to offer. We start, as always, at the top of the tree, which is uh, Douglas. It's the third leg of their three big games in the run-up to the Christmas break. Two weeks ago, we had a win against Winnington Park. Last week, a postponement against Kirby Lonsdale. This week, it's the third game. It's uh, against a Liverpool St Helens, who are second from bottom. Uh, that's in 11th place, Douglas in 10th. Uh, Five-point gap Douglas have on them. Not a particularly brilliant record against uh, Liverpool St Helens either. I think they've played seven times and Liverpool St Helens won five out of those. The most recent back in September when they won by four points at Portishee in a really, really tight game. Since then though, Liverpool St Helens not gone so well and they find themselves a little bit in the doldrums. Douglas got a little bit of breathing space just above them and they do have that home fixture against Kirby Lonsdale in the bank if it is needed come the end of the season. Looking at uh, Liverpool St Helens' results, they have beaten Douglas, they've got only got two wins from 11, Douglas being one of those. They've had some fearful beatings, though. There's a couple of 60-pointers in their results. That gives them the rather honourable title, or dishonourable title, whichever way you look at it, of the team with the leakiest defence in the league. Douglas's defence is actually quite tight. They've got uh, all those losing bonus points as well. They're, they're pretty close to turning a corner, in my view at least. They just haven't quite turned it yet. And every time I mention it, they don't turn it again. Full strength team, pretty much. Uh, they've gone with exactly the same team as last week, apart from one change. James Good is going to come in in the back row and place of Percy Hampton but other than that it's an identical team that uh, was going to play Kirby Lonsdale that's going to be good for Douglas we always say consistency and team selection is important players to watch out for well Blake Snell the skipper in in the second row uh, Liam Kirkpatrick big man at number eight the halfback pairing Luke Highland at 10 Carl Martin at nine those two Luke Highland's got the guile and Kyle Martin has the pace strong bench as well Owen Carvin uh, Wilfie Kermode and Shay Waterworth on the bench. That'll give Douglas plenty of options should they need them. I reckon we're going to see Douglas come back with four points, maybe five, but uh, stranger things have happened here. And uh, Coach Phil Kringle pulling his hair out at times. Easy to play well. It's not easy to play well and win. They've been playing well. They just haven't got the wins. But uh, those will come. I think uh, they're not too far away from it. And uh, I said I'm backing them for a win tomorrow. The only other fixture this weekend, it's Castletown versus Southern Nomads. It's the Ravenscroft Manx Shield. It's at Paulson Park, Castletown. Castletown, a 2.15 kickoff. 
if I can make it down there in time from here from the frozen north we will be covering that one for Saturday live it should be a nomads win we do have uh, somebody big against somebody small Castletown uh, without being disrespectful to them have struggled for the last couple of seasons I know they're a bit short on numbers tomorrow but uh, there'll be some lads coming from uh, probably Douglas Vagabonds and maybe Ramsey as well just to help them out and uh, I'm pretty certain we get a game on down there at Paulson Park should be a nomads win on paper nomads remember still got a little bit of skin in the game in the Cheshire Bowl but uh, even then that's going to be tough for them because they're relying on somebody else winning and somebody else losing if they want to progress to the final but that's all to come after the Christmas break tomorrow should be a nomads win Manx Radio Sport And finally tonight we turn to hockey and whilst the domestic leagues have now paused ahead of the Christmas break, two of the Isle of Man's national sides are in action this weekend. The ladies' A and B teams are home and away respectively in the latest England Hockey Knockout Championship fixtures on Saturday. As usual, we've got the thoughts of our hockey correspondent Ben Cunningham this week on the weekend's cup ties. What's more, as we approach the end of the year, I also got his thoughts on what might be in store once we get into 2024. So when it comes to hockey, although the mixed hockey season for 2023 may have just finished, there are still two games to be played ahead of the Christmas break and they focus on the ladies' national squads. The ladies' A and ladies' B in action in the respective England Hockey Knockout Championship competitions. Let's start with the ladies' A team to start with. They'll be on home soil at the NSC up against uh, Timpley Ladies' seconds in the Tier 2 knockout competition, Ben. And uh, this is a ladies' team that seems to have a nice blend of both experience and quality in that squad as well absolutely yeah you've hit the nail right on the head there a team full of youth and experienced players as well that have played in the island teams for numerous years some are playing their first year in the island teams really good to see the ladies getting not one but two ladies teams out in the competition so it's great to see and it gives manx hockey such a good name and of course being on home soil we've provided the umpires as well so louise corkill and andrew whiting are going to be umpiring it representing the manx hockey association with John Whiten on the tech desk. And for the ladies there as well in their competitions in the England hockey setup, if you like, last season, got quite far as well. So it's it's not beyond the realms at all of this ladies A squad to go quite far into this competition. Absolutely not. And like you say, they proved really good last season. So let's hope that they can match last season's and maybe go one step better this season. Let's take a look at the ladies B then. They're actually on their travels. They'll be heading over to Merseyside to take on Liverpool Sefton seconds in the Tier 3 knockout championship and something you alluded to just a moment ago Ben the fact that the Isle of Man has two ladies teams across these competitions this campaign shows the depth of quality that the Isle of Man has in ladies hockey right now doesn't it absolutely yeah you, you can't put it any better than that really two Ireland ladies teams it really does show that the future of Manx hockey especially the ladies side of things are looking really good this is going to be a really good game because there's a few new names that have come into this team this season a few young ones as well making their debut senior debuts for the island so you know I'm sure they'll be nervous but they'll also make sure that they go out there and represent the uh, Isle of Man proud and we're pleased to say that Blake Hayne who is across now at uni is going to umpire to represent the uh, Manx Hockey Association at that game as well. And as you mentioned for some new faces in that squad as well this is a different competition to what they'll experience on the Isle of Man how valuable is it in developing as a player to to get these opportunities particularly if it's for the first time? Absolutely, it's going to be a huge step up for them because it's, the pace is going to be a lot faster, and you know it's going to the game's just going to be a lot 
more quicker. So it's going to be a real good test for them and a test which I'm sure that they'll go out there and put a good effort in for. Well, those are the games this weekend. Well, with this being the last uh, Friday Sport preview of uh, 2023, I wanted to get your thoughts on what has been another busy calendar year for hockey, both in the uh, the men's and ladies divisions, the indoor leagues, and obviously the mixed season in 2023, which has just recently finished this month as well. So starting with the men's and ladies seasons, just very quickly, what were your particular highlights from that? Last season, yeah, really good. Um, the few surprises Surprise packages from a few teams. I will mention Castletown, yes, because as, as our predecessor Sam Spooner says, don't rule out a Castletown team. But yeah, it was really interesting to see how some teams like proved a shock over some of the teams that which I thought. Yeah, they're going to win that one comfortably. To take just two examples, let's look at the uh, men's and women's Premier League. Start with the women's Premier League and a team you pointed out just then. Castletown winning the women's Premier League last season. And were there many people who, who saw that coming? Incredible performance from them. I didn't see it coming at all, and I will admit that. I didn't think uh, I'd be saying Castletown Hockey Club Ladies A were going to be the champions, but they did. Yeah, they, they put a sterling effort in. They did absolutely, and they beat Vikings as well along the way, which is a real tough ask because Vikings ladies have been phenomenal all year, you know, years and years and years. But, yeah, Castletown ladies proved a good uh, shock last year and I reckon they're going to be up for it again this coming year. And in the men's Premier League, back as a continuing their dominance at the top of that table, winning the title once again. What makes them such a solid outfit and keeps them in this great period of success in the men's top flight? They stick together as a team and they work together as a team is the way I see it. They've got a vast squad as well, so if there's players unavailable, they've got players in their reserves basically which can fit straight in and also backers they're, they're absolutely phenomenal going forward they're de- they're really deadly going forward and you know they will punish any little mistakes and that's really what gives gives them the edge over any team because even though they might be 3-1 down they still keep going and they have that drive well, that's it for Friday Sport Preview, not just for this week, but for 2023. Thank you very much for joining myself, along with uh, my guests as ever, Tony Meppham, Dave Christian and Ben Cunningham. Don't forget, though, with the weekend sporting action going ahead, Saturday Sport Classified on Manx Radio DAB and AM 1368 from 5pm tomorrow with Dave Moore and the team, and also throughout the day with Saturday Live with Paul Moran here on Manx Radio as well. But from the Friday Sport Preview team, all that's left for me to do is wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Looking forward to see you once again in 20. 2024. From me, until next time, it's bye for now. Manx Radio Sport.